Hi there, and welcome to Dr. Tammy Talks. I'm your host, Dr. Tammy Berry. I'm a stress resilience expert and life coach on a mission to help you transform stress, anxiety, and burnout into a powerful force for renewed energy, calm confidence, and joyful success in your life. Listen on to find out how. Hi there. Welcome to another episode, Dr. Tammy Talks. Dr. Tammy here. Today, we are talking about building your ability to change and why this process is really so, so important. It is something that we often don't recognize as an ability or a capacity. And those are two different conversations. So the capacity to change is really the result of whether or not our nervous system is in a state where it can change. So if we're in an active stress response, we don't have the capacity to change, right? So that's the first thing. But this process also builds not just your capacity to change, but the ability to change, which is the skill set that allows you to change. And I wanted us to consider this as something that we build towards, that it is something we're obviously born able to do, the most rapid rate of change that one experiences is between the moment that we're born until the, the, you know, studies suggest around eight, nine, 10 years of age, that first decade of life is the most rapid pace of change. And what's interesting, however, is that it might be that we're sort of taught not to change, that from that point on, we're sort of indoctrinated into conditions set by the culture or the things around us that actually stifle our ability and our capacity to change. And we become more rooted. We learn the customs of the tribe or the people that we're surrounded with. And this is a survival mechanism. And so it's really interesting to me You know, when we look at the studies of neuroplasticity, it's evident that we have the capacity and the ability to change up until the day that we die and that the brain itself is continually being molded by our experiences. And so it begs the question, what is it that comprises experience? And our experience is really thought, incoming stimuli, thought processes, whether they're conscious or unconscious, and our emotions about that stimulus or thought. Okay. So it's really, if we want to think about it, like really in very simple terms, our experience is shaped by thoughts and emotions. And that is so Interesting because in the framework that I teach, we look at how 
The framework is STEER, S-T-E-A-R. We look at how situations or circumstances lead to thoughts that lead to emotions. So that's S-T-E. And then A is action, whether that's action, inaction, or reaction. And how all of those together influence R, which is results or outcomes that we experience in our lives. And what I want everybody to realize is that although we don't have control or power over what happens in the S line, we don't have control over situations, circumstances, people, places, things. We have control over the the remaining 80% of the lineup. And so this is where our ability to change really lives. So let's break this down. I want us to consider AAA, okay? And by the way, can we all agree that AAA is probably the best company in America? (laughs) For real, if you need AAA and you're a AAA member, you're like, this is hands down the best investment I've ever made. Saves your ass every time. Love them. Like, love my annual payment. Love that organization. If you're listening to this and you're from AAA, I hope you're giving yourself a pat on the back. You work for an incredible organization. You do incredible work. Thank you very much. We are using a different AAA. Today, we're looking at acknowledge, accept, and allow. Okay, so how this works in real life is if there's something that we want to change, it's often because we're feeling stressful, shitty, uncomfortable, right? We we want to change the circumstance because we feel a certain way. We want to change a situation because of how we feel. And so The first step of acknowledge is really acknowledge your feelings. Acknowledge that this feels awful. Let yourself even expand on this. When you're acknowledging it, let yourself locate it. Like, where does that even feel in my body? What does that feel like? Can I characterize it? Can I describe it? Then you want to accept where you are, okay? So we acknowledge our feelings. We accept that this is here, that we are where we are, right? We do this by acknowledging and accepting the past and the present situations or circumstances as they present themselves, like the facts, right? We want to accept the facts of the story, not not our story of the situation or the circumstance, We want to accept the facts, the truth of what's really happening here. And then we go into allowing ourselves some grace, allowing ourselves to recognize that we've played a role in creating this dynamic of the stressful feelings based on this situation. And we allow ourselves some grace allow ourselves to recognize, yes, I have played a role in creating this dynamic that I currently don't like, or I currently want to change. And part of this is acknowledging that our thoughts, that your thoughts contributed to what you're experiencing. 
and allow yourself to forgive yourself. Forgive your thoughts for what it has put you through, what it has put others through, what it has overall created. Okay, I'm going to give an example of, I'm going to use an example of my burnout as a surgeon. Okay, so I had to acknowledge my feelings. I had to acknowledge that I felt hollow, that I felt a loss of meaning, that I felt helpless and hopeless. And I had to accept where I am. I had to accept that this is here because I spent so much energy denying it, suppressing it, repressing it, avoiding it, bypassing it, buffering it. And so when I finally was able to accept, and this is an active process, to accept where you are, it's a form of surrender and you feel it in your body like, oh, like I can finally exhale because I am not rallying against what's here. I am acknowledging and accepting that this is the state of affairs. And we can do that by acknowledging and accepting everything that's happened in our past and everything that's happening in our present situation or circumstance that led to all of this. And then I can allow myself some grace and I can allow myself to recognize my part. I can allow myself to recognize my own thoughts about my burnout, the thoughts I had about me, the thoughts I had about healthcare, the thoughts I had, like I was a cog in the wheel in a medical industrial complex that had lost its soul. And this was so heartbreaking for me because I had allowed science and medicine to become my God, to become the thing that was my my North Star, my guiding light. And when that failed me, I had nothing left. I had to allow myself some grace for allowing an entity such as healthcare or medicine to become a bigger influence on me than I was. I had to own that. That was not easy. But in that allowance and in allowing forgiveness for myself, for healthcare, for medicine, Allowing myself to recognize that everything is created as a byproduct of the influences that shape it, just as I am a byproduct of the influences that shape me, so is healthcare a byproduct of the influences that are shaping it. And I had not been an active participant in the shaping of that dynamic. I had been a passive, receptive party sort of complicit, largely by omission, largely by becoming an accomplice to something that I wasn't fully aware I wasn't, I was an accomplice to until, until my burnout was so severe. I was not aware. And I needed to allow myself forgiveness for that as well, which is really hard. I think for really intelligent, smart people to allow themselves forgiveness and grace for 
being unaware, for not knowing better, or for even knowing better and not doing better. We deserve forgiveness. You deserve forgiveness. So this was me. This is okay. So I'm acknowledging my feelings. I feel shitty, uncomfortable, stressed, helpless, hopeless, sad, depressed, right? I feel all kinds of things. I accept and acknowledge this situation is here. I accept and acknowledge the past and the present influences that have shaped this moment. And I allow myself some grace. I allow space for forgiveness. I allow myself to recognize my part. I was not being the creator of my thoughts. I was allowing my thoughts to be reactions of the things around me. And now this is where we create the blueprint for change. We recognize we are the creator of our thoughts. And so because we can be the creator of our thoughts, this is where we really take our power back. This is where the power shift is. But you can only shift into the next AAA that we're going to go into when you're feeling somewhat supported, calm, and centered. Otherwise, this next part becomes really a struggle. When we make space for forgiveness, we're making space to be calm. So you could institute some breathing practices. You could double down on self-forgiveness, self-soothing, self-acceptance. And now we want to move into the next phase of AAA, which is acknowledge what result or outcome do I want to experience? So for me, it was acknowledging that I don't want to be burning out. Well, what's the, what's the opposite of that for me, right? What do I want? Okay, I know what I don't want. What do I want? I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy in mind and body. I want to be on a trajectory of success that feels aligned to my purpose. I want to feel meaning in my life. I want to feel enthusiastic about life. I want to be strong in mind and body. I want to return to my original state of resilience that's inherent to the human condition. So I started to play with what are the results? What are the outcomes that I want? And it all came down to, I I had to acknowledge that I wanted to change. And then I had to accept that I have a role in this dynamic that I'm experiencing, right? And I had to accept that I have thoughts that contribute to my feelings. And I was ready to accept new thoughts. I was ready to accept there are thoughts that will lead to this outcome. And next was allow myself to reach for those thoughts, to reflect on the emotions that will create the outcomes that I want. And so it would be moving from an emotional state of helpless and hopeless to an emotional state of hopeful, helpful, an emotional state that's, that felt like I was supported, that I was being supported, that I was being led, that I was being guided, that I wasn't alone. 
emotions like belonging, love. And so I started playing with this. And this is what I kept doing over and over and over. Acknowledging the outcome I want. Accepting that I have a role in creating this through my thoughts and my emotions and allowing myself to feel and experience the thoughts and the emotions that will lead to the outcome I want. And this is a skill. This is a skill. And it's like being in first gear. You know, it can also feel like we're in reverse when we're experiencing stressful emotions. It can feel like we're stalled or we're in reverse or that we're out of gear. And it's sort of like this jerking motion back and forth. Like we're not really going anywhere, but we're expending an incredible amount of energy as we rev this engine. Yet we stay stuck. And so we want to move back into neutral. And this is where the first AAA comes in. We move to neutral. We acknowledge, accept, allow as a way to recognize and honor, respect our own humanity, where we are, accept everything that's contributed to the situation that we're facing and allow space for forgiveness, for acceptance of ourselves, this becomes critical. Because if you try to change without first acknowledging where you are, accepting where you are, and allowing space for forgiveness, this is like, then you're, you're trying to move into first gear fully, smoothly, Without putting down the clutch, you're going to tear the shit out of your gear, right? This is not a smooth ride (laughs) and it might not actually work. You're just going to stall. So we want to create the foundation for our ability to change. And this is interesting because as we do the first AAA, we actually are taking ourselves out of the stress response, which actually allows us to to access the gear shifter of the brain, which is the anterior cingulate gyrus, which is the seat of our ability to change our thoughts. And so we want to make sure we're completing the first part of the cycle, which is coming out of a state of chronic stress. Research suggests that right now, the average American is spending 70% of their waking hours in an activated stress response. You were designed to spend 5% of your waking hours in a stress response for optimal health, optimal brain function, optimal mental health, optimal sleep, optimal digestion, right? I mean, your nervous system is controlling every, every part of your body, literally. And there's two components, generally speaking, you know, for our purposes, I want you to think there's a sympathetic nervous system and a parasympathetic nervous system. And when we aren't in balance, when we are too stressed, we lose the ability and the capacity to change. 
we lose our ability and our capacity for proper health. And it undermines your success. Whatever your definition of success is, strips you of your health, which is the greatest potential and power you have for wealth in your life. And so I am so passionate about this because I've suffered. I have suffered tremendously from my own burnout journey, but it has given me this incredible gift to understand change in a phenomenal way and to understand why people can't, why people try and they can't. I have such a window of insight into this dynamic that we train the nervous system for change, that we cultivate the capacity to change in the way that we think, in the way that we emote, which it becomes the energy to fuel our change. Everybody has the ability and the capacity to do this. And that includes you. You're wired for this. Your nervous system is designed for this. It's time that we started working with our nervous systems. It's time that we started working with our minds. And if this interests you, I want to invite you to consider really just get on the wait list for the SMART program. It's more than nervous system training. It's more than mindset training. It's a movement. It's a movement to help you claim your best life yet. It's a community of amazing, big-hearted, brilliant minds who are coming together, rallying behind one another, supporting one another, and coming to learn how to live our best lives yet. We'd love to have you join us. The wait list is going to be in the show notes. The SMART program is coming soon. Can't wait to see you inside. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you got so much out of this episode. If you did, listen to it again. And if you found it helpful, if there's somebody who you know is going to benefit from this, please share it. Spread the love. Because stress has never been bigger than it is right now. Stress is the greatest impediment to our ability to change. And we don't have to live stuck there anymore. I'm on a mission to liberate myself, you. It's for you. It's for me. It's for us. I'm so excited. Let's go. Have a great day. I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If what you heard here was helpful, do me a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts and give it a glowing five-star review. This allows more people to find the show and that truly helps create a better world for us all. Thanks again for being here and for being part of my community. I so appreciate you. I'm sending you all the love and all the power so you can live your best life yet. I'll connect with you again soon.